This DYM podcast is brought to you by LeaderTrex. Go to serve, return ready to lead. On a LeaderTrex mission trip, you'll serve and get out of your comfort zone, and through the program, your students will learn how to lead. They will bring that leadership and confidence back to your youth ministry, and it will make a difference for the rest of the year. Learn more and sign up at leadertrex.org. And since we love DYM listeners, they always get 10% off resources by using the code DYM10. That's DYM10 at leadertrex.org. One, three, two, two, one, those. Everybody, welcome to the Download Youth Ministry Podcast. Doug Fields here to my right, the senior pastor, the very, very wonderful Jason Carson, Carson the Queen Carson, Katie Carson. Edwards, Katie. as always, yeah, Katie. junior high pastor and uh, author, speaker, and almost mother. juggler. Almost. And yeah. almost what? Almost juggler. Almost juggler. She's terrific. I can almost fly an airplane. <laughs> All right. I'm Josh. Good to see you too. Here yeah, we go. This is episode 318, 318 shows. This one most specifically brought to us by our great sponsors at the Orange Horn. Tour, That's the Orange fantastic. Conference, the Orange Curriculum, the you. Orange Phase Project, wow. the Orange Parent Q, and the Orange, the Orange Youth Ministry Leadership Exchange, well, sponsored by Download Youth Ministry. And Orange. And, and Fuller, Fuller Youth Institute. Institute. Yeah. So Orange is... Orange has got Orange a lot of stuff going dominating. on. Dominating. It's pretty good. Uh, we're going to be at Thank the Orange, you, Orange. Orange Tour this fall. We've probably already been at a couple by the time this one this one airs. Josh has probably missed a plane flight. That's true. Uh, a lot of things happening. We're also very thankful to Leader Treks. Uh, yeah. For providing things for our members every, every single month. Single month, members get a killer download from Leader Tracks student leadership stuff. Yeah, which you can hand to a couple student leaders or teach to a group of student leaders. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. And develop, if you need great leadership leaders. resources, they they great have it. YM three sixty. Yep. Killer camps. They're already taking camps registration for two thousand eighteen. These guys are ahead of the game. Really? Good job, YM three sixty. Yeah, they, they do. They, they do, do everything yeah. right. They do. You know, when They're you sharp. live in Birmingham, Alabama, though, yeah. do you have time for, I mean, what do you what do? You? Yeah. You have yeah, lots yeah. of time. Well, let's what play cornhole do? and talk about next year's camp. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all they do. <laughs> yeah. And write curriculum. And uh, Yeah. But they're good at it. That's why I'm 360. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Yes. Yes. And yes, then yes. Uh, do we have a fourth sponsor? Is that I don't the know. scholarships we, available? We, at we the did. Then we backed out. Then we had another one and we decided no. No. It felt like a money we grab another, and not we, a real helpful for yeah, youth workers. We got so. another one kind of kind of talking right now. We'll see where that lands. Yeah. But yeah, it's all right. Yeah, Listen okay. to 317, get a free scholarship, whatever. Yeah, hey, and a free worship scholarship scholarship yeah yeah if you want to um if you want to go to cal baptist in riverside and be mentored by rick munchow who's Mm -hmm. a good buddy of ours who did worship leading worship for 20 plus years at saddleback write him at rick at rickmunchow.com to find out about cal baptist there's a fourth sponsor right there boom (laughs) (laughs) they should be i don't know why colleges like that i mean we had apu for a while and then they fell out of god's will amen um had to do other priorities like billboards Billboards. Yeah. People drive past a billboard and go in Southern California and go, oh, I should go there. 
<laughs> that's never going to happen. Nope. Hey, this is going to be the quickest show wow. in the history of shows. Okay. Because uh, Let's go rapid fire. Our right last show, it. we record two at a time. Yeah. Our last show went a little long, and then we started a little late. Jason Carson. Ew. Yep, 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 <laughs> Thank yep. you, ladies. He's still on vacation time. He's uh, back now. He's back and ready to go. Yeah. So here we go. This is uh, Doug, Josh, <laughs> Katie, and Jason. Uh, what would you four recommend doing in the following situation? I'm new youth ministry at the church. I'm in rural southern Indiana. I was wondering what would be the best way to help unify the few other local churches to be the community. It mm. seems so divided. No church really seems to work together. This area is becoming more and more of an area for drugs, and I feel like it's going to take a village to make an effective uh, difference. Good for you. Having a heart for the community, building bridges to other yeah. churches. Yeah, and this is the guy we talked cool. about in the last show who when Jason and I met him he said I spoke to Doug and Jason at the Orange Conference about what to do when I was served a termination notice just want to say thanks it meant a lot to help me leave well oh yeah that's yeah. awesome good so guy landed on his feet the whole bit um, I'll, I'll go first and I'll go quick I would host something yeah, like and it. see who see who shows up. I think people are territorial. If you have no agenda other than just hey, we a network connecting. I'd love to meet the other youth pastors. I'm buying lunch. We've got somebody in our church that's going to cater it. Whatever, love Costco to pizza, love Chick to meet you. Yeah. yeah, let's let and put a time limit on it. It's going to be 60 minutes, so people like feeling it. like they're not going to be trapped there for for hours. And we'll send you some cards from Download Youth Ministry. Give everybody some free downloads. Let us know. Look at that. We'll do it right away. That's nice. Oh, Josh, yeah, got, how generous. I got a box of them in my office. I'm ready to send them out. Yeah. So, so here's a question. So yeah. what if what if you're asking this question and you have no budget for this whatsoever? Do you, I mean, you could obviously buy a cheap lunch out of your own pocket. Literally, of course, twenty bucks. Yeah. But but is there other solutions? Is something you could do? Nope. Bring your own chicken. No, you have to. BYOC. You have to buy a you lunch. You have to throw huge money. Yeah. No. I mean. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, if somebody says, "Come over to my house," we're gonna. I'm gonna make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. here's, <laughs> I got to wash my hair. Is there a crust on it? Here's the, uh, the, <laughs> oh, and the biggest thing RV. for me is not the meal. Yeah. yeah. It's the time. Yeah, it's the time. Absolutely. So like when people say, you know, Hey, I want to pick your brain. I'll even buy lunch. Well, okay. That's wonderful. You just saved me $7, but that's not what I care about. Right. What I care about is that 90 minutes or whatever. Well, it's going to one hour that turns into yeah. three and sure. So honor that honor the, the time we're going to meet for 60 minutes start to finish love yeah. to get to know you and yeah. see if it goes anywhere a cool phase too if there is a, a next step could be, i was at an event in riverside and they the entire valley there's like nine churches that all get together for an event called fusion and i just thought that was a really cool it's the beginning of the school year rally for all these churches to get together and they do a big joint event they kind of have a little committee or whatever that might be a little more advanced than a first step but it's a really great unifying event sounds like it might yeah, be yeah is it riverside where Cal Baptist is where Rick Munchow is that of worship that's leading correct. now. There's amazing scholarships available there as Rick well. Rick at rickmunchow.com. So Katie, go. You can start with somebody you know. So if there is one other youth pastor you know, maybe even just getting together with him first yeah. or her and just, you know, talk yep. them through like, hey, this is kind of my heart, you know. It, so it's always it's always more fun to do things with a friend. Yeah. So. yeah. Hey, Fight I'll, crystal I'll host together. it at my church. You pay for it. The yes. <laughs> I like the it. The coolest yeah. thing I saw, there was a, a few years back in youth ministry, uh, this kid named Colin start, uh, was the leader of his 
campus uh, for cookies for Christ, right? Right. And they and they got all the schools in the area to come together for this one big worship event. And they got together and had this big like revival night. And it was so cool. And it was like that he wanted to have it. He didn't go to my church and he wanted he needed a venue. And they yeah. asked if they could have it at our church. We said yes. All student-led. You had 500 high schoolers coming into this one room from like seven high schools in the area. And it was amazing. And so it's like you wonder if students could start leading the revolution in that way. I like it. I like it a lot. That would be cool. Um, (laughs) It felt like Doug just showed a lot of restraint right there. That was the dig, but he realized how powerful... It was. <laughs> I, I still follow. I, I, I still didn't want to grieve Colin. the Holy Spirit. That's right. I follow Colin on Instagram. He's doing great things. Yeah. Still for God. He's, cool. He has a stud. Um, this is from Jeremy Nelson. Recently had a high school girls small group leader who has been on her team for about a year. She came on her summer service trip a few weeks back and said in one of our leader meetings that one of the best parts of the week for her was that she finally felt like she was quote unquote in with the other oh. leaders. I had never thought about this before and don't want to have an exclusive feel to our team what are some good ways to introduce and welcome a new leader to others as well as to the students and how can we handle the process of feeling in uh thanks see you soon jeremy nelson from indianola community church gold member dym 100 alumni oh wow and a, wow. a DYM 2017 week two attender. Yeah. Oh, that's also like a mentor of the other people that are coming. I love it. That's exciting. Well, we'll that's see. Great. We'll see whether he mentors or not. Yeah, or just takes true. up a seat. <laughs> Jury, jury's out on that one. Yeah. But I like it. That's a great question. Jeremy's a good guy. I like when you have new, new leaders join your team. Um, just if there's ways that you can utilize them in your program. So if there's games that you're playing, have, have volunteers come up and be a part of that. Just kind of introducing them to students through fun and some of those things. Obviously, I mean, I love community stuff when you're, you know, eating meals together as a volunteer Mm -hmm. team and sharing time together. That's to me always the way to make people feel the most part of what you're doing but there's also all sorts of ways in your program and things like that that you can include new leaders so students see them and feel like you're all one team and it's not you know i don't know those things i think value their opinion too like let's say you're doing a leader training and you have a veteran share an observation well, I would say, and maybe prep them ahead of time, but go, hey, you have fresh eyes and you see, yeah. where do you see, where are we strong at this? Where are we weak at this? And mm-hmm. I think just have them be a part of the mix. Like as an extrovert, I would really value that going, give me a little outlet right away and let me share a thought. I think that, not, I don't think that's for everybody, but I think valuing their opinion or giving them the stage for a second would be huge. Sure. We always had uh, new leadership nights back to when they become leaders, Katie, like you were just saying. So whenever we had a new batch of leaders coming in or whatever, we had people over at our house and we cooked them a fun dinner and dessert and all that stuff. And I would always bring in like, I don't know, four to seven uh, current leaders to like kind of host the thing. And to totally connect them. And we did a bunch of get to know you games, a bunch of like, you know, uh, fun stuff and things that would really like make them like, you know, friends for almost like we do in on youth summer camps. Right. I mean, what what happens when kids get away at a camp and talk in a cabin about that? They're, they're connected for life. I mean, you, you want as a youth pastor, 
you know, kids to go to camp because it will make them like in. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing. I think if you're looking to connect leaders to get them over in that space, whether it's at your own home or whether it's at some kind of event where there's some real intentional connectivity, uh, I think that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'd say a couple things. One, set the adult leader up from the beginning and let him or her know, hey, there's a good chance you're going to feel uncomfortable for a while. Mm, You're not going to fill in right away because here's the deal. You show up to Wednesday night and you're thinking, how come the adults aren't being nice to me? Well, they don't have time to be nice to you. They're taking their precious few minutes that they have connecting with the kids that they haven't seen all week. So it's not that they don't like you. They're not thrilled that you're not part of the team. They have a job to do. Yeah, Yeah. they're they got other and you're going to be like that in about six months anyway. So you say as soon as you set them up that way. Yeah, they when they do feel that way, they feel uncomfortable. Like, oh, they told me that was going to happen. There's one exception to this. I remember a guy. He was, his name is Bill Daly, and he did. Um, he was a, he worked at Oakley. Yeah. And I'm walking him into a house group, and I'm giving him the whole speech as we're walking in. Like, look, here's the deal. Most kids, you're, you're, it's going to take months probably for you to feel comfortable the whole bit. <laughs> he's like, okay, yeah, I get that. I get that. And then I walked in and I said, um, hey, he's the head of marketing at Oakley. And I think he can probably get you guys some free stuff. And all of a sudden, the kids were like, hey, you know, just immediately was like in most popular guy yeah, in yeah. the house. So, that violated. so if you have a cool job, yeah, you if you use that to your yeah. advantage yeah. to get well, in. We faster. like you then. Yeah, hey, yeah. I'm a you new can leader. Give us stuff. I can well, almost I... juggle. <laughs> get over here, guys. Here's Here's the, give me some uh, Oakleys. <laughs> the second thing I you would say juggle? is that um, I would most. take a uh, leader who's been around for a while, mm. let's say four years. Three years. They're a veteran leader. Oh, yeah. And you are assigning a veteran leader to an incoming leader. Yeah. And just it. say, hey, would you just put your arm around this person? Would you just make sure they feel comfortable? Would you help them, you know, get connected? Would you introduce them to the people you already know? Because as the leader of leaders, mm-hmm. you know, when we put a staff meeting together or something like that, we're scrambling. We're making sure that the right. punches out or whatever. And, and you're not always <laughs> making sure... To it's Indianola, it's Middle right. America. Punch. Yeah, there, it's, it's Hawaiian punch. Yeah. There's a big bowl of Hawaiian punch. But Maybe some sherbet mixed in. What that, what that does for the older leader, the veteran leader, it gives them a little bit more cachet. Like, oh, oh man, I can't believe Doug would ask me to do this. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to stick, which is great because it's like much, much good. easier to keep your people than find new ones. Mm-hmm. But we spend so much time pushing for the new ones, we don't care for them. And giving them that responsibility will help them stick. Yeah. Um, new question. This is from Andrew Larson. Andrew Larson is Andrew. a 100. He's a gold yeah. member. He's an author. author. Yeah. Um, but he's he's recently transitioned oh. from youth ministry to be a senior pastor. Boo. All right, Andrew. Yeah. No, no. Boo. <laughs> no I, I love youth workers turning into senior pastors. We need more of them. Honestly. Really? Oh, dude, if more senior pastors thought like you and last show, Bob from Seal Beach, we would the, the church would be a better place. Josh, try not to refer to back to show 317 all the time. It was jug- a great show. Metaphor. Yeah. It was a great show. You do have was a lot okay. of callbacks, right? It's now. a great show. It was a, I'd give it a B. It was a top five. Elliot, would you give it a B? I called it 318 when it was 317. Do you think you could put a little graphics over that and say, Doug's, Doug's an idiot? Well, I was putting saying 317 over when you said that. Oh, okay. Yeah, here, do you need audio for that? 317. 317. <laughs> 317. Insert here. I'll give you some other options. 317. <laughs> okay, that's the one. Oh. 
317. Welcome to show 317, although we're recording this at 318. This is now 318. You're anyway, totally oh, this is getting edit this out. Edit and this out. Keep going. Andrew Larson. And, and we're back. Andrew Larson. And we're back. <laughs> Transitioning to a new Ooh. ministry role. Simultaneously exciting and a terrifying time. This isn't my first transition, but it is unique in that I am staying in the same area and I'm moving to a church about 30 minutes away. My current church is in the middle of a season of change. Our senior pastor's just retired. Several other key leaders have moved elsewhere during the shuffle. I'm regularly having conversations where church people tell me that they are planning to come to our new church once I'm there. I do not want to discourage people from coming to church, but I also do not want anyone to think that I'm recruiting from my current church to the new church. Is it possible to honor my current church without discouraging people from checking out a new church that might be a fit for them? Should I have a come one, come all mentality? Should I actively discourage people who are wanting to be a part of the new ministry that I'm moving towards? I want the best for the church that I'm leaving, but I'd be lying if I said that I wouldn't be thrilled to have some people that I know and love come with me. Thanks for all you do in the world of youth ministry. Thank you for DYM. The past few months of transition have been difficult and frustrating, but one of the greatest resources I have had during all of this has been the wisdom, insight, and friendship I've received from the people that I would not even know if it were not for DYM. Mm. Oh, very nice. All right, you take it, Jason. You've Jason's like, you're I welcome. have done this. <laughs> this was, that was and done this something I struggled well. with. Really well. I hope well. Yeah. But I, I struggled with that. That was so just, at, I mean, it, I was tortured every day, every night with this thing because the, the I tortured? said. Tortured? Yeah. Really? Mentally. Sure. It was waterboarded I, I was every out, night. I was set out uh, to, to say, I do not want anyone to accuse me of stealing people from the church I left. Like I, I just made it my life mission. And guess what? I got accused of it multiple times in different ways. And it was like, I encourage people not to come sometimes. I said, no, you should stay. You shouldn't break up your, you know, one, one time a wife wanted to come and the husband didn't. I, I told the wife, you should not be coming. You need to stay with your family, whatever. But my point is to Andrew, uh, just know that there's, this is going to be a tough one. I don't think there's any other way around it, but I would say keep everything in check. Don't recruit. If people are talking and people that love you and that know you, they might be your sheep. The sheep knows the shepherd's voice. If you have been called to shepherd the flock that God has given you and these are people that like you've ministered to over all these years and they want to follow you, that's not the end of the world. But hopefully everything's open hands. You don't own these people in the first place. They belong to God, not this church, not that church. Just be careful not to be accused of of stealing yeah but so, um, so if you're accused you didn't steal people and you were accused no. anyway yeah and that's part you know, take the blows right. i think that's one of the weirdest things about the church and transition and things like that I, it is rare that one family or one couple would be at the same church for their 80 years of life i think you know, if we're one church body, there are different times where you have different needs and, and you want to be part of a different church family for a different season. And I think I wish more people just had that mentality of the church down the road is not my competition. They're the church. And I realize there's so many layers to that. And Budget. It's idealistic. I totally Budget. understand that. I know. I, I, I get that. Your I just... Job. Volunteers, I just, I, no, turnover. I, I, I totally get it, but I think I've heard. I have a friend, another friend who's a senior pastor, and and we've had this conversation. And 
he was like, oh, there's people from your church that are coming to our church. And I'm like, well, I'm just glad, I'm glad they're going to church. Now right. I realize I come from a larger setting and so it's not a thing as much, right? But I just, I just wish that that didn't exist right. as much, you know, of just, because I don't know if we'll be at our church Right now, it's so perfect for our family and the season of life that we're in. We love the youth ministry for our kids. But when Ron and I are just Ron and I, I don't, I don't know. You know, we might want to move somewhere else or try a new setting. Be the junior high pastor? <laughs> I don't know how long they'll let me. I'm 42. But, you know, I think, you know, Bob there's... Will hire you. Yeah, Bob will totally hire me. Oh, for from sure. show 317? Yeah. <laughs> but I just think in different... <laughs> I just think in different seasons, sometimes people have different needs and want to yeah. be part of different okay settings and, you know, maybe a smaller setting or a larger setting or more opportunities or something. I don't know. Like, I just, I'm sad that that's no, and, a thing. And because it starts at the top. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. It's, it's the senior pastors who are, you know, tweeting how many people come to things. Sure. That makes it be like, oh, let's, the more we, you know, some big churches, they could lose two or 300 people and fill, you know. Start your church, Jason. What, what if a big church in the area would have said, here's 100 people? Mm -hmm. It would have changed your life. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, completely. Yeah. Yeah. And they had never missed that 100. But until we at the top realized that we're, we're not a bunch of churches, like you said, in competition. Mm -hmm. We're one church, you know. And I mean, church is only, I think Jesus talks about church two times. It's the kingdom. Right. Yeah. Maybe three. Can I throw one other thing on the opposite end of this? I think quietly a new senior pastor could get their hopes up that some people would leave and jump ship. And I need the volunteer or the tithe money or the camaraderie or the whatever. And then they don't come. And then you're a little defeated going, oh, that I need a buddy. I need a partner, a friend, a trusted. Sure. So I think just be careful of the, the quiet hopes inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. And then they don't come over because their family goes there and it's just the right fit and it's just not the right time. And But the person who did leave is now a little wound well, think up. Think about how many promises people have made to yeah. you. Like sure. senior pet, like, yeah. Like, we're, we're going to go to your church. You. Right. Yeah. And then they go and they realize, wait, this isn't a school. Right. And the children's ministry is not anywhere near as good as what yeah. they just left. There's and 11 kids yeah, here. Exactly. And there's yeah. 1,100 leaders at the other one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that happens a lot. Well, the youth group, sure. The infinite comparisons and promises, eager, encouraging people. I think if there's people. a couple buddies that you do life with. Mm. I mean, I did that when I came to Saddleback. Oh, I, yeah. You know, yeah, Greg I and remember. Linda oh, we just yeah, hung out yeah. with them. Yeah. Yes. Like, hey, would you guys go with me and help yeah. me? And they've been so faithful and yeah. so important to your story. And that yeah. makes sense. Like to me, I think your your inner circle that when you made that transition and you asked, I mean, I think you had like five or six leaders that I remember yeah. came with you. And I, to me, I think you, I you, I think you can ask that core of people that for sure you've leaned into for ministry and like, hey, we're doing this thing yeah, and we want you to be a together. part of it. Absolutely. You know, and I think there are there is totally room for that where it's not a stealing thing. It's a yeah. we do like. Life is a village now, and we want you to be in our next stage of village with yeah. us, you know, so. Yeah. Good. This is a question from Steve Cullum on the shortest show in the history of our podcast. This know. is episode 318, not 317. Um, yeah, this will be it's the last time. question. We have okay. three minutes. Doug, Josh, Katie, and Jason, I'm going to be starting a new ministry in Colorado after being at my current church in New Hampshire for 10 years. Hmm. The new church is thinking seriously about starting a midweek alternative for the many families gone on the weekends. They want me to start a middle school program the same night. 
since it's an alternative worship time, should we do the same program as we do on Sunday morning or try something different? They also have adult small groups midweek, so we'll have two hours for our midweek, but only have one hour on Sunday. Hmm. Thanks for all you do. Looking forward to seeing you all again and serving DYM 100 round two in there September. Very cool, Steve. You know, if you're not a DYM member, why? Katie, why, why not? Why, why, would you, why wouldn't why would you? The greatest deal Doug? in the history of Why wouldn't you be someone? I know. I know. It's and a gold silly. member at that. Right. <laughs> Seems like, yeah. gosh, it's like giving you a, an intern, Katie. Basically. Yeah. yeah. It's a full-time employee. I mean, really, I a few full-time employees. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you think this is a good opportunity to maybe try a different level of program? Like if the adults are doing small groups, maybe this is where your small groups come into play. <laughs> Feels like that could be. I do feel like you're setting up, you got to be really careful in these moments because yeah. you're starting a program that doesn't end, that will be with you for eternity. <laughs> be very careful with these next steps. <laughs> this is a big moment yeah. in your history, Steve. I'd, I'd experiment with doing the same. I'd do the same program. Yeah. Because they're really, what they're saying is we're going to repeat, we're going to repeat Sunday morning on Wednesday night. And we need a place for junior hires so mm. that those families can come, can still have it. In terms of your own sanity, your own message prep, your own staff, your own or whatever volunteers, whoever you, you've got, I would do the same thing to see if the Wednesday night even sticks. Yeah. Like if Wednesday night sticks and you realize six months down the road that you're getting the same kids that you had on Sunday morning, then you reevaluate. Right. Mm -hmm. But out of the gate, you're starting this thing to serve the church. Right. So serve the church the same way you'd serve them on, yeah. on Wednesday. Double your workload bad idea yeah, yeah but if you sure. did something if you have two hours instead of one then you could do the small group strategy add a small group component whatever. some use some dym games have a little more fun a up community front. Component. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Totally. well and how is the church communicating to families you know so if they're communicate you know jump on board with their communication and align with that you know in the beginning and i would say you're not establishing something for eternity you know i think the church is experimenting and so are you so align with that and then you know then make changes as you go it's the safe it's the safer play for sure well it's just a starting it, point if the church backs out and you've created something totally different then you're probably going to continue to right? yeah. Yeah. yeah right yeah but if the church backs out you're going oh that's okay we do the same thing on sunday morning we'd love to have you on sunday morning yeah right. we, we always had you know a, a separate sunday morning program and a midweek youth group so in my mind i'm thinking like what a great opportunity to start a a full midweek youth ministry and have that two hours, one hour meeting in community where you have like uh, fun music and games and you know, the whole community and then break them into small groups for the second hour and, and do it based off of either the, what you did on Sunday, kind of like a sermon based thing or create your own curriculum. But again, that is a lot more work, but I like that. I love a midweek. There you go. go I love midweek youth ministry. Go I love all it. in. I like it. Well, <laughs> that is a lot more work. Well, and it's not, I don't know if it's just about the workload. Because I think it really is kind of thinking through, you know, years ago at Saddleback, we had, we had a Sunday and a midweek and they looked similar and right. you know and right. we were getting the same kids but then this was drying it was just kind of a you know it was an interesting thing so i think you know it's not just about like something that creates more work for you but it's really the effectiveness and the purpose and the yeah, intentionality the of what you're doing yep. you know those are the bigger questions for something like that so yeah. 
duplicating something is just as much work as creating something. I mean, doing things twice is a workload. Yeah. But I think, you know, really thinking through, you know, again, the purpose side of it, who's the audience, who's coming, all of those things. If there was only a book about the purposes that that people could. Purpose plus potential audience equals program. Like chapter three of Purpose or New (laughs) Mystery. If there was only a book, but whatever. Amazon Prime, $9. There was that written by someone like Doug Fields. Yeah. (laughs) If only a guy can dream. You should write something like that. Would you write a book called Purpose or New Ministry? Done. That's great. (laughs) Available now. Yeah. You guys, it's always fun to be together. It's a blast. Um, Thank you for carving out this time. And um, we will be together again, I'm sure. I hope so. Yeah, we will. um, Lord willing. If you have questions, (laughs) send them to podcast at downloadyouthministry.com. That's the lamest that we've done. So anyway, you're all wonderful and we will uh, see you at the poll. Oh my goodness, that's going to stick. This Download Youth Ministry podcast is brought to you by Generate Camp by YM360. Join us this summer as together we explore how the gospel transforms, revolutionizes, and fundamentally changes everything. Check out our week in Durango, Colorado, July 31st through August 4th with DYM's very own Josh Griffin by heading over to generatestudents.com today.